Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast. You break wheel repair and remanufacturing company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color. Even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphins colors. Wheels faded and scratched, renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They'll also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal finishing of many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. You Break Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work on Instagram at you, that's the letter U, Break Wheel Fix. That is you, Break Wheel W-H-E-E-L Fix For information call 305-748-0112 Or you can also visit them on the web At youbreakwheelfix.com That number again is 305-748-0112 Let me introduce you to safecubbies.com Safecubbies.com offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your office space into a safe, workable, and functional environment. Their cubicles, dividers, and modular workplace systems can be customized with graphic branding, sneeze guards, whiteboards, acrylic sheets, and magnetic panels. Most importantly, most of the surfaces are made of non-porous materials which make for easy cleaning. Adding to their professional series, there are private room solutions as well as their classroom series. SafeCubbies.com is a local company with over 15 years experience working with the nation's leading modular display manufacturers. Give them a call at 754-216-1071 or visit them online at SafeCubbies.com. Once again, that number is 754-216-1071 for SafeCubbies.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. We finally have football, by the way. I'm Alfredo Artiaga, Simon Clancy is here, Chris Kaufman is here, and of course, this show is brought to you by the good folks at Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. Okay, you could get it. Anywhere, Total Wine, ABC Liquors, Publix. You can have it delivered to you via Instacart. For more information, go to BiscayneBayBrewing.com. All right, Simon. Football's here. But we're not allowed to give you, like, almost any information. But we're going to try to, like, try something different. Like, we'll dance around it because I've been reading what these beat writers are writing. And they're hinting at a lot of things. And you could, I guess, deduce a lot from what they're saying so anything in particular you want to know about this first half week of real practices uh, you who, who is on the first team offensive line start from left to right <laughs> i'm not allowed to say Come on, let's get you let's get you let's get you banned from practice <laughs> well that was the big one like i released that one and uh i guess that's a no-no but you can guess who's there by all the, all the talk that's going on. Mm-hmm. But 
They look well, good. From now, all the from rookies now on, look really good. From now on, we're not going to refer to any of the players by name. We're going to refer to them by colors. Um, That's a bit and... racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, then who gets to be like Mr. Pink and Mr. Orange? Mm, still a bit racist. <laughs> the Reservoir Dogs. So, Simon, anything you want to know in particular this week? Alf, what would you like us to ask you? I don't know. I was the one there. I was the one watching people throw footballs around and people hitting people. It was fun. Wait, are you allowed allowed to say that? I don't think you're allowed to say that. Allowed to say what? Oh, yeah. You just just described plays that they're throwing the football around. Well, I figured out by listening to a few other podcasts, I won't say which, but you can Mm -hmm. guess, that they describe certain plays that happen. So I'm going to describe certain plays that happen. Okay. After the fact. But like don't you perhaps any- maybe I can say that Adam Shaheen almost ended Kristen Wilkins' life on Monday? Maybe. And please and please use 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 non-gendered pronouns. <laughs> so okay. I will ask once again. Simon, anything you want to know? Not really. <laughs> I kind of read it all. Um, and he couldn't tell Not me. Oh, really? <laughs> Alf, who do you think is going to end up winning the starting jobs for this year? <laughs> I don't think I can say any of that. Although it's kind of been revealed that like Ryan Fitzpatrick has like a really strong inside track at the starting job. And it doesn't really matter how well he plays or how. Yeah, but, but you can't say which position, can you? No, he might start a left tackle, maybe. Yeah. Can we just underline how, I mean, and all joking aside, just how ridiculous this whole thing is? Yeah, it's all it is very, dagger. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's, no, I'd have different words for it than cloak and dagger. Um, it's it's awful. I I can't stand it's it. It's pathetic. I, it is pathetic. It is pathetic. It's awful. I, you know, these people in the NFL act like they're putting people on the moon. And I don't want to get off on a rant that's going to get us in trouble, but they are not that important. And, uh, and that's, and that's what they act like, uh, you know, constantly. And they don't, they don't care about the fans. If they were really cared about the fans, then they'd allow the media to report as normal. This has nothing to do with COVID. You know, this has nothing to do with the pandemic. This is just them being self-important assholes. And I'm not referring to anybody on the, uh, the dolphins. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to bend anybody's nose the wrong way, but it, you know, it's the NFL. It's an, it's a league wide set of rules and it's absolutely ludicrous i mean there's no good reason for this none whatsoever no you know, but i'm finding a way around it so i'll ask oh, can one more you... time simon anything you wanted to know in particular from this week no, maybe I, a certain I... left-handed quarterback Des- describe describe the practice but do it in a character okay like like have mrs ross describe it is would that get around the rule i think i can get around the rule by just describing generalities i thought this was going to be the biggest cluster fuck especially on monday i thought it was going to be the the worst practice i'd ever witnessed in my life and i was surprised that it wasn't i was surprised that it was actually pretty sharp and maybe there's something to be said for just doing a bunch of install first and then finishing camp with the physical stuff because these guys actually knew what they were doing. So 
I was surprised at how good the practice was on Monday. So I can say that. And as far as like quarterback competitions, I guess there's no preseason game. So, you know, there's not going to be a real, I don't think it's a real competition. Alf, I just got a text. You've just been banned from practice. (laughs) No, that's on Friday. Like on Friday, if I say anything else, you know, I, I probably will get banned from practice. But like, you know, we know a few things because it's been trickling in and out. Uh, Tua Tonga has not thrown an incompletion yet through three days. Excited, Simon? Not overly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it means it, it means nothing. It means nothing. You know. Well, well, well Ryan, I think Patrick it. I think it does. Interceptions, by the way. Well, you know why? You know why? You know why? I think. I've also read that Josh Rosen's outperforming everybody, so yeah, it means nothing. Mm. And I've read that from multiple sources, so mm. you know. Okay. Yeah, but listen, you guys are you guys, and you won't admit it, but it's true. You guys have unconscious bias when it comes to certain elements of the team. Josh Rosen, for example, is one of them, and I've read from multiple sources. I don't know you were there on my. I've only read from. one. I've only seen one. Well. I've seen more than one who said that, that that Rosen has played really well and has thrown the ball really well. So uh, who knows? I mean, they're throwing it fresh air and guys in shorts. I just, you know. Well, no, they're full it, pads. Full think, pads all week. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're not hitting each other. They're not, you know, it's not. No. Some people have been hit pretty, pretty hard so far. Yeah. Well, in come spots. on. Let's, this isn't real football. Let's. I know. think it, all of this Josh Rosen garbage is born. I saw I saw Josh Rosen throw all day Monday. Okay, all of this Josh Rosen thing is is born out of an eleven versus eleven session, where he completed probably the best pass he's ever completed in his life. That's it. That's what I all mean, he's, he's about. thrown. We've seen him throw passes like that before. I mean, but we've this seen is majestic because in games, 75 in, yards in real in real games. I know. And this one traveled like maybe almost 55, almost 60 yards in the air. It was majestic. It was a huge bomb and it hit Jakeem Grant right in stride for a didn't long he, touchdown. Didn't he do that? Like he, he threw one like that. Was it to Grant like during the season last year? And, yeah, and, Grant and it was just it, right. And Grant dropped it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've certainly we've seen that. I mean, that's that's not that's not the issue with uh, Josh Rosen. It's no. not going to be. His issue is anticipation. And well, it's a, it's a lot of things. Yeah. But a lot we'll of, see. Lot of, we'll lot see of processing. A lot of process. High speed processing stuff in the you know in the thick of it when the bullets are firing. So. We'll see. It, I, we'll see as as it goes on. But I was surprised by a lot of things in practice this week, namely those offensive linemen, uh, the rookies especially. Like Robert Hunt, I was expecting – what I saw from Robert Hunt, I was expecting it. Okay? Like he looks like a pro already. But you can't say where. No. Like what position he was playing. Well, I can I, – actually, I can say that. He's you playing can? on the right side everywhere on the right <laughs> side exclusively. <laughs> Okay. Right <laughs> all right. All right. But, at what point? At what point? In all seriousness, does this become such a pointless exercise by the NFL that you know the, the, we we can't be the only podcast in the you know in the NFL sphere where people like us are sitting having to dance around these topics in the most ridiculous fashion? At what point does this just become beyond ludicrous? I think it's already beyond. No, I'm serious. Ludicrous, it's a serious question. It's almost there. It'll be there by this I week. I mean, what are they talking? 
What are they? I mean, I haven't seen it, but what are they talking about on Good Morning Football or the NFL Network? Nothing. I mean, they're talking everything uh, in vague generalities. Uh, this morning on NFL on Good Morning Football, they were, they started speculating on who the starter at running back would be for Kansas City, and nobody could bring themselves to say that Christian Hilaire is probably going to be the starter because he's taking first team snaps because nobody will say it. They just say, "Oh, I don't know. It's an open competition." Clyde, you mean, you we'll mean leave- Clyde? You mean- yeah, Clyde. Christian so, Hilaire. I don't know. I was thinking Christian McCaffrey. Well, no wonder they couldn't. Him. No they wonder none of they couldn't compare, can bring themselves to say that. <laughs> they were comparing him to Christian McCaffrey this morning. That I guess that's why I had it stuck oh. in my head. That was almost as bad as one of Tom Brenneman's faux pas. <laughs> oh. Ooh. 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 Did you see the apology? Are we going to have? Are we going to have a live on podcast apology? <laughs> but if, if, did you hear the apology? No, I did. He had to call a home run halfway through. He called, it, he called a home run during it. Horrendous. <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to say that's legendary. Actually, <laughs> like ending great... your career on a home run. Yeah, and then he literally just ha- dropped, handed the mic over and got the hell out of the studio. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, it was it was pretty awful. I mean, what he said was awful, and uh, and it was like the apology. I I love these apologies. I do like, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I can, you know, I consider myself a man of faith and, you know, I'm not that guy. I heard, yeah, I heard I'm not apology. that guy. Dude, I know. I heard I heard heard <laughs> yeah. I heard the apology before I heard the slur. Yeah. And I heard the apology and thought, Oh man, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. you just misspoke or whatever. And then you hear what he actually said and you're like, dude, this has been you your whole fucking life. Yeah. I know. Like, it's, come on. You're you're very sorry you got you were on hot mic. You're very sorry you got caught. You <laughs> yeah. fucking homophobe, and I hope you lose your fucking job. Um, but well, I mean, I'm not in. Yeah, I'm. I, I I'm always reluctant. Like people should lose their job because you know it's tough out there. But um, yeah. but, but yeah, well, don't don't say racist or homophobic or sexist comments, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> generally yeah, he's looking he's looking at you, Alf, with your <laughs> let's talk about color. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Well, oh, I'm yeah. impervious. I'm not, that was I'm me. Not. And it, what? Just because I want to call? Just because I want to refer to uh, to our our uh, our potential center as Mister Orange? Yeah, I was once called in vi- front. I was once. I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but I was once called in front of a, a CBS uh, like executive board with a lawyer and everything because of something I said on Twitter, and I kept thinking to myself, "What the fuck did I say on Twitter?" Oh, and it was just because I told some guy to go. What fuck haven't himself. you said? Yeah, no. It was just because I told somebody to go fuck themselves on Twitter, and they didn't like that. You can't do that. No, the guy reported me all the way up through the vice president, and I got called. I got hauled in front of a lawyer. I smiled at the lawyer. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just take C. If I take CBS off of my I bio, it. Is, I meant it okay? in the best way possible. <laughs> and they decided, yeah, if you take CBS off your bio we're all square i'm like oh. oh well that's yeah that's the that's the big deal like i i i get away with quite a bit on my twitter um that i would not get away with if i had any reference whatsoever to my my actual work on there. um mm. so yeah but i get that but i guess we could go by position by position group anybody want to know anything about the running backs how's ted karras look at right guard terrible because he hasn't played there yet you see how we could get away around it you see? yeah I'm, you see? I'm i'm getting there i'm you getting see there. how we could do that you see how we could do that 
How's how's Jesse Davis look when he's not playing right guard or right tackle? Not good. Oh, that's disappointing. But you know who's looked okay when he's not playing guard or tackle? Who? Michael Dieter. And then really? he had a horrific Wednesday practice. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Okay. What's Austin Jackson looking like when he's not playing on the right side? <laughs> Okay, now let's get into those rookies on the offensive line. Austin Jackson, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, uh, he this he looks like an NFL player. Like, I don't. There's no other way around it. You know, he's competing with some guys that are getting into him pretty good, and he's holding his ground. Like, there's there's no short shortness of physicality there. And I thought that he'd be a little bit more overwhelmed. Like, he's an alpha. Like, I'm very very surprised by Austin Jackson so far. He's holding his own. He looks like a it's good a sh- NFL player so far. It's a, it's a shame that Solomon Kindley is so bad when he's not on the field. Mm. <laughs> how often? How often Brilliant. is he? That's the how other often one. Is he not? That's the other one. That's the other one. Let me get into Solomon Kindley. When okay. I first got there, I'm like, all right, let me look for this guy. First of all, he's he's gigantic, and then you yeah. see him in the little oh, agility drills, and you're like, wait a minute, he's a fat dude, but he's but he doesn't play like that. Exactly, and I was like, wait a minute, you know, like wait a minute, he can move like this is Solomon Kinley, and I had to check my little my little scorecard again, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's him, that's Solomon Kinley right there, you know, that's the, you know, that's Mister Sixty Six. Well, I compared him to Jamie Nails for exactly that reason. I got booed for it. I think Omar Jesus. like did not like it because because to me Jamie Nails was always like a fat guy that didn't really move like didn't really move too much or play too much like a fat guy. You well, know? if you like to see fat guys running up and down the field hitting people and finding people to hit, then he's yeah. your man. He's there. Good. You go. <laughs> okay, he there, looks good. There you go. Like I'm very very impressed with the rookie crop on the offensive line. So much so impressed that I can say that. Robert Hunt, you know, is not, you know, he's not disappointing me, but he's not the best performer out of the three. Really? He's probably by the, third. By the way, when Tatis hit that home run and Tom Brenneman did the call, the ball hit a sign that said judgment free zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching it back. It's sensational. Wow. That's legendary. <laughs> Isn't it? That, that makes it so much better. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, sorry. Okay. So Solomon Kindley. Okay, so so let's let's figure this out and um and don't reveal any details because it'll get us in trouble. But um, you know, how do you get all these guys on the? I mean, do we do we go ahead and and bench Jesse Davis and have Solomon Kindley at right guard and Robert Hunt at right tackle and uh, you know Eric Flowers and Austin Jackson uh, on the left side well, and then um and then i guess it would have to thing. be ted karras here's the thing i think that they're deciding so far that jesse davis has a, a worth on this team and his worth is probably as a starter where he's been starting before you understand yeah but so, he started at two places before well where he ended last year okay ir did he end on ir no he, he ended the season oh, okay he, wow he, oh he's one of the few Okay, so I guess Jesse Davis, I think he'll find his way on there. And he ha- he's had his moments. But does that mean that Robert Hunt, you know, doesn't play this year? What would happen? What would, I mean, I know that they don't care what people say, but, you know, what would people say 
if Robert Hunt doesn't play this year? Well, I would say that that people will, will begin to call him a failure. But as I watched them, Robert Hunt, you know, he's not he's not bad. He's just not he's just not as good as the other two guys. And you know, his his only fault so far is that he was drafted with two other guys that are excelling early in camp. You know, so I think it's going to come completely flip on its head when the games start, though. Yeah, probably. I, I, w- I would agree. Gonna with be, that. He's going to be the guy that. See, the, the thing I worry about with you know with Solomon. Um, with Kinley is uh, is when you get into live fire situations uh, in terms of pass protection, he doesn't have the longest arms. He doesn't have the longest uh, frame that way. He is, he is a big monstrous, you know, fat dude uh, and he can murder people and he works well in like short areas and he, he runs around. He's got high energy. I like that high energy that he has, mm-hmm. but, um, but his pass protection, that's the one thing that you're like, Ooh, you know, maybe that could use some work or I'm not sure if that works or, you know, like that's going to have to come along. That's why I think that um, I saw, you know, he was compared to, um, to Shaq. Uh, what's his, what's his dude's name? Uh, um, the guard on the Mason? Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Shaq Mason. You remember him coming out of Georgia tech, right? Coming out of Georgia tech, you're coming out of triple option, right? You're a run blocker. That's what you are like that's And that's what he was like. He was this ridiculous run blocker. Like he, you know, he could really fire out there and, you know, um, move people around and just had this tremendous power, even though he wasn't all that heavy. Um, but he had great athleticism. He could really hit, hit people and stuff like that. But pass protection is like, have you ever even pass protected? <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was a, it was a work in progress for, him. I think that's going to be like Kinley too. And, and if they get to the point where they're like, um, yeah, I don't know if we can trust him in pass protection, then it's going to be, okay, that's how Robert Hunt is out there. Yeah. And moving on, I would say to the, the wide, this is where I'm most concerned with the team so far, because I think it's been a great week of practice, but I'm most concerned with this unit and that's the wide receivers. Once you get past your most concerned with the wide receivers. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Uh, once you get past, is it because well, they're so not far, very good so far, in, so far in practice, I would say not overall. Most concerned overall would be on the offensive line, of course. It's too bad you can't tell us who's playing wide receiver. Well, uh, Preston Williams, you have Preston Williams and whoa, you have Devontae whoa. Parker. Slow your roll, buddy. And they look great. Everybody else, you know, Jakeem is doing Jakeem things that he's been doing since he got here on day one. Isaiah Ford, Being I guess, short? looks okay. I don't like anybody else. Nobody else really stands out to me in that group. Who else is there? Well, yeah, you you have Kirk Merritt, Matt Cole. Oh, right. Okay. Well, then Matt Jennings. Collins is out there. I mean, Matt, we know Matt Collins can play. He's had a couple of can can play. We can see, we've seen him in games. Oh, yeah, I don't like yeah. You know, but I, I can we've seen, see. We've seen Matt Collins in games. We know yeah. Isaac Ford can play in games, and he finished the season strong. Mm. So I guess what I'm saying is this. Uh, those two defections, I think, matter. Uh, uh, it's not defections. Well, opt-outs. Opt-outs, okay. Okay. <laughs> Albert Wilson and, <laughs> and Alan defections. They defected to China. like they're. <laughs> well, those opt-outs, I think they hurt because I think you take one injury to either Preston Williams or Devontae Parker, and this goes from a right. mediocre wide receiver core to a bad one in a hurry. But what about Chester Rogers? I mean, they just signed him. Like he's... I haven't seen much action of him. Uh, he okay. hasn't gotten. I guess. I guess I can reveal this. He hasn't gotten as many reps as, as I would hope for him to have. Oh, I don't. Can't. Man, that might mm. be a. 
that might be a saw that buddy yeah that's a gray area <laughs> that's a gray area yeah well he hasn't had a million reps okay okay and he hasn't had zero he's somewhere in between and it's not a high number somewhere in between zero and a million hmm. yes okay so and it hasn't been good i just don't uh the unit uh, it looks thin razor thin to me very very thin they're not very it's not a great unit though i mean it's not a shock i think it was above average with an albert with a healthy albert wilson yes i mean i think it's average at best Hmm. i think average at best right now i think is a fair assessment really if everybody's healthy and i think that's i think i think yeah i i kind of agree there just well i don't know about the at best part but i mean like i kind of agree because average in the nfl is pretty good um you know like we don't have yeah Devontae parker did really well last year but i don't know that i'd still say that i like trust him to be you know like number one receiver type type of guy i don't think so i don't i don't think i trust that can i I read an evan silver tweet about the dolphins current wide receiver pecking order based on what he read from a practice report okay because he tweeted practice report indicates this is the dolphins current wide receiver pecking order one parker two williams three grant four ford five rogers there you go Hmm. stray from evan williams camp reporter go go yell at him or evan silver sorry Evan Silver, who doesn't even go, go to camp. Go yell at him. Well, I think he's making a, a few assumptions about number five. I can say that. Now. Who, who do you see as not not being number five? Well, I think Isaiah Ford looks like he's already made the team because I think it's a bad unit. I think it's a bad unit once you – I think it's extremely top-heavy. I think so, he'd have made the team anyway. Yeah. yeah. Even with her. Well, it, it was going to be iffy, right? It was it – was, Six bottom of the roster guy. He was sixth to fifth, somewhere yeah, around there. I think he'd have made the team. You know, the the way I look at it is is, is this: Jakeem Grant is doing Jakeem Grant things. He's likely to win, and I, I guess injured. I reveal this again. He's likely to <laughs> that win. Is a, that is a very Jakeem Grant thing, unfortunately. He, yeah, getting injured like, and missing ten games. That's the that's the Jakeem Grant we know. Well, he's needing, like, help, needing help to get the cereal down from the shelf. Well, I, yeah. I was I was about to say that he was likely to win the camp offensive player of the year uh, again. Yeah, he does. He does well in camp. Okay, because uh, on one practice alone, he had a seventy-five yard touchdown and a fifty-yard touchdown. Oh, he's the yeah. fastest dude. Like, what do you expect? Like, fast dudes in camp. Mm. Like, they run but it's all also over. his reps. His reps are always clean and really, really mm. good. And at one hundred and ten percent, he gives full effort. Yeah, he's high energy. And yeah. you know, it's, he'll be in the ambulance before the end of September. And it's no secret that most <laughs> wide receivers burns out so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> most wide receivers either shadow or don't, you know, or, or glide to, but don't block people in mm-hmm. camp. And no, man. Grant is actually giving effort out there. He's actually yeah, he people. always, he always does. He gets after it. Like even you in know. games. I mean, you see it, you see it happen. So um, I can see, you know, the first two guys, they look great. But you take an injury there, man. You, I think you have a serious problem. I, I, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm, I'm, I'm on that waiver wire. I'm looking for for some help there for sure. On the tight ends, I can reveal this: Mike Kosecki, bigger, stronger, more full. Adam Shaheen, as advertised, he can block. I don't, I haven't seen him catch a pass yet. But he's big and strong. Um, yes. Yeah, he's not as good a blocker as uh, Durham Smith. No, 
But oh, Smythe. he's shown some physicality Whatever. so far. Smythe? I can't. Smith? I was... <laughs> I was going with a, uh, a pseudonym. I can't refer to him to his real name, Durham Smythe. As far as the defensive line, Emmanuel Ogba and Austin Jackson have had good battles all week. I can reveal that as well. Mm-hmm. They're competing, and I think that's what has impressed me the most about Austin Jackson is that you know some of these guys tend to be alphas, try to, for lack of a better word, punk rookies and austin jackson hasn't backed down he's fought him all the way one guy that has really stood out on that defensive line is raekwon davis that's a man out there how can he not not huge (laughs) okay he's not easily moved and his his battles with eric flowers are noticeable like you notice things are happening when those two guys are butting heads okay so so far i would say great on this this could be an epic draft class if these guys pan out then they hit huge okay a couple of people told me that raekwon uh, not raekwon davis sorry the defensive lineman from alabama no right that guy um has been the most impressive player almost of anybody in camp i couldn't believe that i can yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't dispute that i wouldn't dispute that at all uh He's, he's, gonna get, he's gonna get a ton of snaps, folks. Ton of snaps. Okay. This guy's a player on our defense. He's important going forward. Okay. Agba again uh looks great off the edge, you know, stronger than I remembered him uh, on film in Kansas City. Really good setting. He's a edge. big he's a huge dude. Isn't yeah. he like he's he's like six six and two seventy five or something like that? He, uh, he's a little lighter than that. So I think he reported to camp a little lighter than that. But yeah, I thought he said he was in the. I thought he said he was in the two seventies. Let me like, see. I have the I have the camp read, weights. What they? Weigh. I read. I read he said that or something like that. Like he's in the two seventies. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Uh, he measured at six four, heavy two seventy five. Yeah, oh, six four, not six six. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, six six somewhere. Uh, Shaq Lawson, same thing. You could. You know, you can say the same thing for him. Kristen Wilkins, slimmer, not as fat-bodied as last year. Hmm. You remember him last year? He was kind of a little portly. Yeah, I remember. He, he's a bit slimmer this year. Uh, I guess the weight room has done him, done him some good. Uh, Weaver, interesting enough. You know, I can't – I guess I could reveal this. He's had his moments against Julian Davenport. Hmm. Namely, he's uh, abused Julian Davenport. I can't say on which team, but, you know, you can deduce if I like Austin Jackson, you can deduce that Julian Davenport plays on a certain team and that Curtis Weaver has destroyed him so far in camp. Uh, Welcome to the NFL, Curtis Weaver. Pretty much everybody abuses Julian Davenport, so it's okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let me see anybody, any of my other notes. Yeah, it's mainly a bunch of Raquan Davis stuff. Guy's great. Looks great so far. I think we have to start rethinking the linebacking core a little bit because Raekwon McMillan is doing that Raekwon McMillan thing again where he disappears for stretches in camp. Like for a while there, I didn't know that he was out there. You know, but that's but that's a complaint of mine because, like, I'm sorry, but camp camp practices, I'm, I've seen enough practices myself that to to know this. 
you cannot judge these linebackers out there. No, especially guys who are run defenders. It's very hard yeah, to judge a no, run defending no. linebacker. Just, in just throw it all away. Uh, you know, if, if maybe if they get in the coverage and they get really exposed, maybe there's something something that you can say about that. But you just got to throw it away. You got to wait till there's there, – unfortunately, there's no preseason games, right? So so you're not going to really get a peek, at it, a peek of it before things matter. But um, – you know, I trust the coaches to to be able to make their decisions on who's who's uh, getting the run fits right and who's uh, you know who's who's really digesting things. But uh, man, I've been to so many. I've been in enough practices. You know, just just throw it all out. It's it's not just linebackers either. It's running backs. You know, running backs. You know, sometimes they can impress you a little bit um, with you know some kind of some running some routes or catching a pretty pass or something like that. But that's how, you know, that's how Kalen Balazs ends up looking great in camp and then, and then disappearing during the season. I mean, you just, you throw linebackers and running backs out completely until you see the real, the real games go to me. That's me. Well, let me add something on the linebackers. Alana Roberts so far looks like a guy that's going to earn some snaps, at least in camp so far, real physical bunch of hits in uh, I, I can't reveal these these drills, but I guess I can say this. On 11 v 11, he looks pretty good as far as, far as uh, all the physical stuff. Pretty damn good on it, especially on Matt Breda. Is it is it a, a, a state that's adjacent to Texas drill? Yes. Okay. Yes. And <laughs> Landon Roberts, man, okay? That's a man, all right? Hurting people out there. You can see well, he, the gets at, he gets used at fullback, right? So, I mean, he's – yes. Like he likes he's the physical. physical, he likes the physicality of football, and he, I would say, he's fun to watch. Like he's a guy you notice, your eyes gravitate toward him because there's collisions happening when he's on the field, and the coaches they don't talk him down from it either. They actually encourage it. So, but again, this is where things. This is where, I, like you know, I take issue with it because it's like, listen, a lot of guys aren't willing, aren't. There's real collisions in real football games, okay? There, mm-hmm. There's no shortage of those. Um, but in practice, you know, not everybody everybody really goes for that. And so it's almost like a decision about who you are and, you know, what, what kind of player you are and how you practice to be a real thudder during practice. But then you get to the game and everybody's a fucking thudder. So it's like, you know, are you sure that that's meaningful? Um, to me, I – you just you got to see it in games. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not disputing that a Landon Roberts could could stand out and actually get a lot more playing time, especially given his experience already. I think he's here for a reason. He has experience with Brian Flores, and um, you know, so so watch out. But um, but again, you know, linebackers, running backs in practice, man, I just grain of salt. And Jerome Baker, of course, ball of energy, going for another back to back defensive player of the year award in camp he's fast so so yeah he's gonna look good in all these all these drills even in fast guys tend to stand out right absolutely and you know we're gonna get into the secondary which i found the most interesting group at least this week but before that simon tell the people how they can shave their balls i mean you could use a helicopter you could use a strimmer and some of you frankly need to um, but for those of you that don't, 
then Manscaped has the Lawnmower 3.0. Boys, have you ever used it? Yes, I actually used it today. Oh my God, that's way too much information. I was hoping you'd just say no. I don't want to know what you do with your balls, you dirty old pervert. <laughs> I had the ball, I have the ball toner too. I wonder what that does. I have no idea, but I got to read the next time for the next show. I'll read the, the bottle and I'll, I'll reveal on the show what the ball toner does. Because I mean, the ball deodorant, ball I'm pretty certain what the ball deodorant does. I mean, I, I mean, the, the clue is in the name. What is a ball toner? Because it sounds like a workout regimen for your bollocks. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like spray on? Can you get the spray on tan? It's a spray. For your balls? It is a spray. It is a spray. So okay, so toner. it's like so so it's, so it's like uh, it colors your balls. You think? I think so. Why the hell like, would I want to color, color my balls? I mean, you, well, I don't know. Do you do you do you uh, sunbathe your balls? No. Like, do you just you know Miami, you go out to the hot. beach? Do like you, that could be dangerous. Do, did you just ask? Do you sunbathe your balls? I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, it's a reasonable that's the, question. That's the sort of shit that should be banned by the NFL, not <laughs> whether or not Austin Jackson, <laughs> Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis is our starting off. Oh shit! What did I just say? Oh fuck. <laughs> Have to cut. That I mean, Mr. Mr. Pink, Mr. Mr. Pink, Mr. Yellow, Mr. Orange, Mr. Black, and Mr. Uh, we could cut that out using a lawnmower 3.0. Oh, yeah. See what I did there? Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. See what I did there? Um, there's a discount code if you want one of these bad boys to literally get rid of all the hair on your nuts because, fuck, uh, boys, you don't need them. Okay. Ladies do not like hairy bollocks. End of. 5RSN. 5RSN is all you need to know to get 20% off and free shipping with that code at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN and shave your balls, you dirty fuckers. I just want to mention two things actually. Vince Beagle, obviously, oh, right. his tear, which is, you know, that's a, you know, that's pretty heartbroken bad for, him. for him. He did really yeah. well last year. He did really well. And I also just want to say congratulations to Joyce Harrell and Olivia Passy, who are now two members of the Dolphins scouting staff. And Olivia Passy, especially, is exceedingly highly rated um, in the college ranks and certainly with the work that she did at Bowling Green. So I think it would be fascinating to see her come in and be a scout. But Dolphins hiring two women scouts. Go Dolphins. Yep. That's a move I can get behind. Mm. Now, we, I guess we're going to finish up here with the secondary. Noah Igbenogane, uh, no no secret yes. that Xavier Howard is not around. He's on the COVID list. And, of course, he's rehabbing that knee. But he's looked good. And look good as in he's competing. He's competing, and he's competing, obviously, against Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, which tells you all you need to know as far as his pecking order right now. He's physical. He likes to talk, and he gets in people's faces. He's not going to shy away from these guys that are obviously trying to bigfoot him, especially Devontae Parker, who likes to abuse on the the younger folk in camp. So all systems go on this guy. If he's not afraid of the Alabama and LSU receiving units, he's not going to be afraid of the Miami receiving units. Yes. Okay. That's a, that's that's a good. Yeah. I'm, good. I'm kidding, guys. If anybody's listening, I'm <laughs> he's sort not of kidding. kidding. I'm not. He's kidding. not kidding. They're All shy. right. And two last things to finish up here. Brandon Jones. He's kind of a mini Rashad. He gets everywhere fast. 
and with some physicality, but he's not Rashad in that sense. He's more mm. Rashad in uh, he's Johnny on the spot. He he's rangy. He's a guy that can move. The guy that's going to bring the physicality and a guy I'm really surprised by so far is Kevin Frazier. I know he played in Dallas. I watched very little of him, but Cowboy fans are very fond of him because he has a lot of big hits on tape. Mm. And you can see it right away. Like, this is a physical guy. He's big, strong. He's in excess of 220 pounds at safety. So mm. he's finding his way into some snaps, I would say, so far. And he's made some noise out there. So Kevin Frazier, guy to watch going forward. I don't know where he fits, but we will, I guess, soon. Well, that was it for a camp report. We danced around all the stuff. Like, I wish I could t- tell you what pet plays they're running, but. You know, go on a three yards per carry account. Maybe football plays. Yeah, they're, they're, they're handing the ball off and people are running through holes and oh. blocks are being made. It's a lot of info there. <laughs> yes. All right. Next week, another camp report. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.